Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Search Cast, Season Two, Episode Forty Two, presented by Primal X Hockey and part of the Five GSN Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. <laughs> and your Carolina Hurricanes are back to back to back division champions. Yes, back to back Metro. Like, oh my goodness! Like with a resounding win too. Like, oh my god! You know, we've, over the Panthers, we've been yeah. saying like they're not scoring. It's really concerning. Like, what happens if like you have to put up more than two goals on a team? And we put up more than two goals, and then we got tied, and we're like, all right, here's a couple more. Yeah. And then a couple more, and then a couple and more. And a couple but, more. But Shows oh, that our ability to score in times of need has not gone away. So Kane's yeah. fans who said otherwise suck it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Angel Public Relations, after sitting on top of the Metro Division for 129 days this season. The Hurricanes have finished the top of their division for the third consecutive season, uh, 21-22 Metro, and then 2021 was the Discover Central. Got to throw the Discover in there because, you know, all the divisions were sponsored that year. Yep. Um, and then the graphic, another year, another division crown. The Carolina, Hur- Carolina became the third team to capture at least three consecutive division titles since 2013-2014, joining the Anaheim Ducks, who did it four times in a row, from the 13-14 season to the 16-17 season um, in the Pacific, and then Washington four straight, 15-16 to 18-19 in the Metro. So, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think that you think of, like, we finally get out of the dark ages. It's year one with Rod. go through five seasons, five straight playoff appearances. Oh, yeah, and we get three division titles back-to-back-to-back in that process. Like, oh yeah, if you told me this, like, five – like getting out of the out of our dark times that's like oh yeah you're gonna win three divisions in a row i'd be like well also okay well yeah getting out of yeah and then also we this season we did it with a lot of other teams that really stacked up the season and were doing really really well Mm -hmm. and we did it without our we thought was our main asset and getting patches in the off season and then we lost fetch along the way so i mean i think this one's even more of an accomplishment um and um, as we go into playoffs again, there is that fun little, um, I think Sportsnet shared it. It's the longest active playoff streaks. And I know some Canags are like, okay, well, we're getting tired of just going into playoffs and not really going far with it. But including this season, uh, the longest active playoff streaks are the Boston Bruins seven seasons, Toronto Maple Leafs. Seven seasons. Sorry, I have to laugh when I see the leaf. Um, Colorado Avalanche, six seasons. Tampa Bay, six seasons. And Carolina Hurricanes, five seasons. And um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there's two Stanley Cup winning teams in that mix. Yeah. Recent Stanley Cup teams. Colorado and Tampa. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not bad company. No. No, it's not bad. Well, I mean, with Colorado, I mean, they finally had a, they got over the hump of getting out of the second round. And they did it. Tampa just by happenstance had had a team that was a wagon through two straight playoffs, and it was just it is what it is. But I mean, you look at everyone else. I mean, there's a lot of those teams that didn't really, you know, Boston. I mean, it hasn't they haven't they haven't had the, like the only run they really had is when they played St. Louis in the 19 Cup, and then you have Toronto 
being Toronto not getting out of the first round. So, I mean, at least the Canes get into a second round matchup. It's just one of those things that, yeah, it's you you don't you don't just want to get into the playoffs and that's it. But it's like you know, if you go look at what Mike Foreman or Dan Dan um, Latera and all them are saying, it's like just enjoy it. Even Mike Maniscalco said like. Just don't take it for granted. Just enjoy that we're making the playoffs and we're getting extra hockey. Yeah, well, yeah and like, that. and like us continuously making the playoffs, and you know maybe not making that far, like getting to the final goal that every team has. First of all, it's a big deal to get to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that goal only one team can win. So like it's it's a big deal for a reason. Mm-hmm. But like, look at all the other teams. Like just saying, hey, oh man, we're getting to playoffs and. We're not really doing anything with it. Maybe we need to switch up our management or something like that. It's just, to me, it's a little bit crazy to think about, especially when you just look at all the teams that didn't make playoffs that just made all those big changes. They're changing their personnel because they're not making playoffs. It's not, oh, man, we only made playoffs. Let's switch it up. Like, that's like, there's that something, something right. There's <laughs> something missing on the team, and that's their kind of next step trying to fix it there's nothing i mean the only thing we could sit here and say we need to fix is oh yeah we're not making it past the second round or oh hey there's not been a cup since 2006 but we're still in playoffs we're still a team that a lot of other teams consider dangerous i don't see how that i mean yes of course with having that precedent over the now five years obviously you're gonna want more but you can't be mad at the fact that we're sitting here. So it, like we clinched a playoff spot, not at the last second. So well, it's I, also yeah. also I know. So I know one thing. If we're talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins and the fact that now them and the Caps aren't in playoffs since, since 2006. 2006, which mm-hmm. we all know who won that year. Um, <laughs> but they they both did some major management ho- overhauls. Um, but if you specifically look at the penguins uh, i feel like i saw a lot of pins fans were a little bit a little disappointed with their team because they didn't do like they signed some of their long-term players and they but they kind of kept everything the same and they were wanting a little bit more from their roster i don't think i could say the same thing from i know the running joke is we like our team with the carolina hurricanes but the thing is is like we did make the move like they are actively making the moves they brought in brent burns they brought in patches they yep. brought in guys at the deadline because we didn't need a big overhaul. Then we didn't need big things. We brought in people that, I mean, look at what ghost has done. Ghost has played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I know we want more from him, but I feel like pull your RV for what he's been pushed into because he, I don't think he was supposed to have this role. As long as Svetch was healthy, I don't think he was going to have this kind of role that he has now. Yeah, no. And while he's not contributing the way we think we need, because honestly, he's not going to immediately be Svetch. No one is. I mean, he's kind of been like, okay, I'll do my best. And it's not been terrible. I don't think he's like cost us games. Obviously, we want more production out of him, but I don't think he's overall hurt us either. But I mean, you can't look at this team and say you're going to playoffs, you're not but you're not really trying to make that next move with the team. Cause I, I see it. That's why they got guys in the off season and that's why they added some more at the trade deadline. I personally <laughs> do think, I think after this season, uh, I hope Rod might look into getting maybe a power play coach. Um, I love Roddy. He is a great leader. He does a fantastic job as coach. Um, 
I don't know. There's if power obviously play is, not something. Clicking. I don't know if power play is his specialty. Like, I don't want to talk bad about, it, but like everyone has their, like there's a defensive coach for a reason. There's like, there's different roles. And I, I know it's, it's more of him wanting to keep his team small and I can understand that, but I also think that could be a very vital role. And depending on how the season goes, I would hope they would look into it. I, was I don't think say, it's yeah. on the, I don't know if it's on the players anymore as it is. You need maybe some fresh ideas onto that power. Play. Cause I remember you had said something earlier in the season when we brought <laughs> Shane ghost of spear um, onto the team and saying that we see how he kind of does with the power play. Maybe there's something that he can kind of help teach us. And after those first few games with us, I almost feel like we saw kind of a, like a big drop off in his performance on the power play. And I, th- I almost wonder I th- if it's him kind of falling into that system instead of kind of embracing the skill he has in that er, spot, you know? I And it's weird, though, because I don't – I, like, semi-agree with you because, yes, he's had a falling off with it, but I can't figure out what it would be because it's not like he's not shooting. Right, And, like, yeah. him holding the point and doing that is all right. I think it's just our power play sets up similar to our five-on-five, five, and it gets a little bit more predictable than most other five-on – more uh power plays because they're constantly moving and we're moving but then we get it back to the point and it's just i feel like it's a little predictable at this point even ghost's role has become predictable him and burns being up there mm-hmm. um because they're doing the same role literally the same role that both of them do on a five on five they're shooting from there and like five on five it's working power play not so much which is weird because the other team is down a man yeah. um but it's just more bodies in front of the net i guess but I, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I guess maybe he's acclimating to our power play, which is not great, but I don't know what he's doing differently than how he normally just shoots from the point. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something that it's going to be, have to be addressed in the off season at some point and kind of figured out. Cause I mean, you can't just be 20 something in the league and it's, that's kind of like your Achilles heel because like you want to be good on the on the special teams. Like you need to, and, and it, we we've got at least half of it down. I mean, we're still what, it's, it, not second. What are we on pen, the penalty kill? It's top five. I yeah, believe. yeah, it is. So, yeah, the penalty. Oh no, this this team has defense figured out. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I know we kind of had a few doubts about that this year, like before the trade deadline and saying like, hey, we need some help on defense. Obviously, there's something they're they're not figuring out due to the goals let in and things like that. Um, but at some point, it's like I was kind of saying about those high expectations. We've got pretty much everything else down pat. It's scoring in times of need in most situations and – power play that I yeah. feel like definitely needs to be addressed this off season. Yeah. De- some that definitely needs to be addressed in the off season, but kind of rewinding a little bit going like wrapping up the regular season. Cause this is because for this episode, it's gonna be a lot of recapping this regular season. And then we're going to preview our first round matchup. So real quick. So the A2 game club, which is basically everyone who's played all season long uh, got a good number of guys this year that have played in all 82 games. Brent Burns, Seth Jarvis, Jordan Martinuk, Brett Pesci, Martin Nietzsche, and Jasperi Kakaniemi. Number 82 himself. Yes, <laughs> exactly. 82 himself. 
yeah, so congrats to all those guys. I mean, that's a lot to go play every single game. No injuries, no healthy scratches, no, hey, we're going to give you a night off. It's well, like, so it's, love to see it's, it. it's Seth Jarvis's first, I feel like, full season without any problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brent Burns. First season with the team. Yeah. <laughs> first season with the team, and that man's just like a workhorse. Jordan Martinuk normally goes down with some injuries, and – He's been killing it this season. I mean, for the way yeah. that man hits the ice and the boards every single game. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, my yeah. mom always goes, she goes, Oh, Martinick's on the ice again. Oh, he's uh, down. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Ooh, almost, ice almost, is slippery. Oh, yeah, almost gets his knee taken out in uh one of the he almost gets his knee taken out on a oh, knee collision. God. I mean, he even like he even got put on waivers and still came back in time to make the home opener, which was just even crazier thing. <laughs> I about. forgot and about then, that. And yeah, then, so... yeah, the other guys, I mean, honestly, the only the bigger surprise is you don't see like so you see Brett Pesci on there, you would think you would see Slavin on he had that weird moment of being mm. injured. Normally he's on this list. Um great to see Nate on this list and then yeah. JK as well. Yeah. Yeah, great job to KK. Uh so going through the points real quick, we're not gonna go through the entire team, we're gonna kind of do like a, a top ten of you know, points, assists, goals. All that stuff. So Martin Nietzsche actually finishes a top of the team in points with 71. So uh, congratulations to him. That is huge. Going for like we saw what last, we talked about it all season. Going from last year, down year for him, you know, got, gave him a prove it deal this year for a couple seasons, see where he's at. And then he comes out, gets snuffed from the All Star game, which I'm still not over because that's absolute. Trip Tracy is still not over that. No. <laughs> He should have been with Svetch. He should have been with him. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he literally got 71 points. Like, he led the team, which is, like, I, I don't think anyone could have predicted Marty just to go off. I will say end points. of August, beginning of, uh, or, like, around September, I did not have this on my bingo card. You can attest to this. No, like, I, I said he was going to have a good season this year. I didn't see 71 points out of yeah. him this year. So, I mean. Like, this well, was, a, they, like, comeback or comeback season on crack for him well yeah, even i will it was, say it was, a revenge, it was a revenge tour for martin Nietzsche's. <laughs> well i'll even say these last last month last month-ish he's he's even fallen off just a little bit but like the not even because he's still get i know but he's still getting assists he's still oh, yeah. getting he, he was like still, yeah, he was still he's still being points. part of the play whereas like last year he would disappear literally disappear yeah. Yeah, it, it, so, it, it, it seemed like he was always there every game. Yeah, he wasn't scoring goals consistently, but he was still getting the points and still play, getting, you know, playmaking abilities. Like, yeah, his game went to the next level, and he, like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, 40 goals, but, I mean, for the fact that he finished with 71, it's yep. still really huge, and he was still helping his team out everywhere. He's, earned the, he's earned the nickname Mr. Overtime for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian Ajo finishes second with 67. You'd love to see it for Seabask. Uh, Brent Burns sets the record for defensive points in the season with 61. So, I mean, you know, his first season with the Hurricanes, no problem. I'll be like top three in points for this team. <laughs> like, like and, and I was excited when we got him. Like, oh, Brent Burns is going to be amazing for the Hurricanes, blah, 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 blah. And- like, I know we have a history of allowing defensemen to go off on their first year with us, but. I feel Brent like Burns this is <laughs> this is a, like a new level. Like we haven't yeah. seen this, I don't think, since Dougie Hamilton, and even then, 
even yeah, like I said, like Brent Burns holds this new season record for most points for a defenseman in one year, and for the fact that he did it in his first season, which is insane. So the the best I, part of it, we still got two it, years of this guy. I saw someone, exactly. I saw someone say last night in the game, they said, "Oh, Burns heard that Shazy was doing so well with like <laughs> that he was like, nah, let me score two real quick." <laughs> yeah, uh, Andre Sveshikov. Unfortunately, lost them way too soon, and you know, like right around the deadline. The way you phrased that, I it's been a long day. I'm preparing for I'm preparing for a trip. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> finishes fourth on the team with 55, so it still says a lot for the fact that he did miss a good last portion of the season and still finished fourth with 55. Yeah, tells you how on a level this guy was. Like, I bet you he probably would. If you played the whole season, I bet you he probably would have finished first in points or would have been right there. With, I was going to say he would have maybe been second. I don't know if there was much captain or catching up to Martin H.S. He, he probably would have made it close. I bet you he probably would have hit at least. He probably would have He would have like added to H.S.'s. He would yeah. have helped add to mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Marty probably would have been somewhere in the 80s, if yeah. anything. Uh, KK. Lone fifth place for 43 points. You'd love to see it. Talk about uh, comeback and showing people oh, yeah. how you earn your spot. So, huh, put him as a second line center for the whole season and see what happens. I wonder what would happen. And Ask Jules. Oh, <laughs> She'll tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it down right now, next season for KK, 50 points. Yeah, calling it. So, points next so season for KK. Kane Satsbran has been showing some great stats about him too. You probably have some of these, Zach. But probably. like, if you look at the last twenty-two games, you can see who's been carrying the team offensively. Mm-hmm. And guess who it is? How mm-hmm. uh, would it be one at just Barry a Coke and Emmy? Oh yeah, twenty in the last twenty-two games, he's had seven goals, eleven assists, eighteen <sighs> points, out, plus three rating. He's just like. He he's fit into that role so well, and like he's his defensive game is amazing. So mm-hmm. like you're like, oh yeah, he's the next Jordan Saul, but he's also putting up points when he needs to as well. I think he's yeah. getting more and more comfortable with it, and when you give mm-hmm. him consistent line mates, it helps even more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sixth place, Shane Gossespierre with 41. Obviously not all of them were with us, but you know you'll take it. You know, getting him in, he's six. So you got two defensemen in the top six. You'll take it. Hopefully we keep him in the offseason, give him a couple more years with the team. Possible another 50-point guy on defense. You, you, you would take it. So yeah. Uh, Seth Jarvis, 39, seventh best on the team. Yes, it was a little bit of a down year, but we all we kept saying it. Like It wasn't like he was fading away. He wasn't there. Like He was trying. It's just, unfortunately, pucks weren't going into that form. But it wasn't like he wasn't playing or he was well, just, you know, also, if you notice, like we talk about him, like he's kind of one of the smallest guys on the ice, and like he kind of last season got makes him an a easy bit. target for other big. But that, players. if you watch him, I'm at least once or twice per game, he gets he pushes his way to the net, and he will mm-hmm. get a one on one chance with the goalie. Unfortunately, yeah. those haven't been going in. But the fact that he takes that initiative and he's winning his board battles, the amount of times he's kept pucks in just by pestering. Oh, yeah. There's people with the puck down there. His, his, he, his he's putting in amazing. the work. I 
I want the points to reflect the work he's put in this Here's season. Because I know they're like, bumps Seth Jarvis down, trades Seth Jarvis. Here's but he thing. has done so well. It's just not on the stat sheet. Um, yeah, like, and he did get knocked down to the fourth line for the last month or so. But think about this, though. He got he got a hat trick when all of us were there for the Hall of Fame game. We're good luck. We game. need to do that more often, guys. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, that was my first hat trick ever in person. I've been to a lot of Canes games. But the fact that he's 22 years old and he finished seventh on this team with 39 21. points. I thought, I thought he turned 20. Oh, yeah. He's he, a year he younger than me. That's right. I get confused if it's 21 or 20. That's how he's just young. Okay, he's 21, yeah. but you're telling me that the fact that this kid – is that young and the fact that okay he still finished seventh on this team in points mm-hmm. like yeah it's a little bit if this is his sophomore slump okay i'll take it yeah like, <laughs> yeah so yeah he's gonna be fine like it, it is what it is it's just he didn't get puck luck for most of the season uh brady shea eighth with 38 points tava teravine in 37 at nine and then rounding out the top 10 stephan Ason, 36 points Mr. That PowerPoint net, himself. That net front presence, man. I yep. would like to bring something up. You went really quickly over Brady Shea, and there's a lot to talk How about. How dare especially you? With the performance he has had recently. Oh, oh Brady Shea, but you know, I was just, you know, because we got a lot to talk about. Right, so no. About the few months of performance when you're outscoring two of the top defensemen. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about Brent Burns without talking about Brady Shea. Oh, it, it was it was the, it was the year of Brady Shea. I think I, like we're gonna go over goals here in a second, but the fact that he absolutely like went off for 18 goals this season, it seemed like he wouldn't slow down. Yep, like that's how like it was as King. Thanks, Stat- New York. Yeah. <laughs> and like like what Kane stats said it's the it's the year of the it's year of Brady Shea and that's what like when is. you're when you're sitting here and saying in the past few months this guy has been outscoring not only Kale McCart but Roman Yossi as well two guys who are in the running for the Norris last year one of whom who actually won it yeah, and you're don't, sitting. Don't get me started about the Norris. Do not get me started about the Norris. No, that's my point though. Yeah, when you got a guy who's sitting here and it, like. You ask other people who are fans of different teams, and they'll say they're like you're not a team full of superstars. And you're so you sit here and you've got Brady Shea saying, "You who here I am. Let me go score some and show you what the Canes are all about." Right, exactly. So it's put some respect on the Hurricanes and some of their players. <laughs> also, also don't only- hear. We also don't want to hear the whole thing about being like, well, Kyle McCarr was hurt. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from how well Shazy has been doing. Like, he I, mean, like I, I feel for the guy. Okay. I hope I hope he's better by playoffs for the apps. I, yeah. I, I hope so. But still cannot take away from the amount that Brady Shea has done while Kyle McCarr has been healthy. Okay, also, well, also stepped up. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> we did not talking about Shazy. Also the fact, like... Through throughout much of last season, like last season, he had the uptick in offense as well, and then going into this season, but there was still some for a while. There was some kind of like, okay, well, Chasey can score, but he always has this like maybe one big blunder a game or like a miscue, a little bit tripping up on defense. Everybody's like, got that. His, his defensive game has also stepped up a lot. Like mm-hmm. there's. I don't know the last time I was like, oh, there's one. That's the one, Shay. Like, no more for this game. Like, he has yep. played so well defensively. Even, absolutely, I'll admit, 
he's even covered for his defensive partner. It's been a little bit of a weird off like weird off season for Pesci. I know a lot of people have been complaining about that. I'm not as complaining about that because he got the first goal for a game that got me a stick. I am not upset about it. Um, but... <laughs> just, just, just had to throw that in there. Oh, yeah. he, he won me I a know. Yeah. If anyone, yeah, yeah, just it's right here. It's right here. Um, but <laughs> just, flexing, will, just flexing in the middle of the podcast. Like Jake, little <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> like Jake, I've never won anything. It was really, I <laughs> couldn't breathe when that happened. Um, but like Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci has been so consistent through so many years now that this season people are like, oh, he's he's kind of that's uncharacteristic. He's having this little like gap, something it's not quite on top of it. But I'm like, he has been so consistent that like unfortunately, yeah, he did have a couple of bad plays. Yeah, that's uncharacteristic. But like if you think about when you're saying that's uncharacteristic of him, that means he's been so good that your expectations are so high that just like a normal little lapse in judgment from most defensive defensemen is that you're like, whoa, what's going on with Brett Pesci? So mm-hmm. it's just that pairing. I love, I first of all, I love that they're like best friends because they work so well together, but also it's just a compliment to when one struggles, the other one takes up the slack. I would say at times it had been Pesci covering for Shea, and now Shea has now taken on a kind of more all-rounded defenseman because he's been pushing offensively, but also covering for his teammate when he's just having a little bit of bad luck on the ice recently. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving to goals real quick. Um, Zach's like, move of- on. We can't talk about it. <laughs> there's too much. Come on, let's go, guys. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Ajo did lead the team in goals with 36. No, is anyone really surprised? Not really. Mr. Superstar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Martin Nietzsche's second with 28. So close to 30. So close. Um, but hey, you'll take 28, though. Uh, Andre Sveshikov still finished third with 23. Brent Burns, KK, and Brayshea all finished with 18. So they all tied for fourth. Jordan Stahl with 17. Seth Jarvis with 14. Moving over to assists. Martin Nietzsche's and Brent Burns both tied for 43. So there you go. Uh, Andres Fetchikov, 32 for third place. Sebastian Ajo, 31 uh, for fourth. And Shane Gossespierre finished fifth with 28. Obviously, we Wait, also got what, a... place, what place was Ghost? Fifth. For he assist? just got here. He just got here. <laughs> 20, that man well, just got here. <laughs> 28 assists, finished fifth on the team. Chatfield played the whole season and Ghost beat him out for this? What? Chatty, step up. Uh, Chatfield had eight assists this year. We need more trips to Chatman do this year. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, this is a stress. Think about it. We just got Ghost. If he's already there, imagine a full season of Ghost. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, That's yeah, he's going to be haunting people in their walls, Zach. Haunting <laughs> them. Just like, I'm sure he's haunting the Florida Panthers because they're like, oh no, that man scored on us. And now we have to play the dang Boston Bruins. Sorry. <laughs> He said, let me give you a taste of what y'all are in for for the playoffs. I mean, that that was a pretty nice out of the box and on the board. You love to see it. Uh, Um, And like he didn't miss like, oh, it was right on the goal. Mm. Uh, Real quick, uh, finishing out the rounding out the top 10 real quick. Uh, (laughs) 
uh, KK, <laughs> Seth, Seth Jarvis, Tavo, and Brent Pesci all finished with 25. So there's your kind of roundabout finishing up, rounding out the top 10. Uh, four also guys kind of who- low for Turbo, but he, I feel like he's been stepping he back into his little- game recently. Yeah. All right, going to goals against average. Now it's time to talk about the goalies real quick. Uh, Anti Ranta did lead the team in goals against average, 2.23. Peter Kachekov, 2.44. And then Freddie Anderson, 2.48. I mean, three goalies sub 2.5, you'll take that. Like, I don't know any other teams that could say they're going to have three goalies that are sub 2.5 on the goals. No, I can't name any off the top of my head. Like, you're lucky to get one, not three. And one of those guys played in Chicago for a good majority of the season, too. So, I mean. Yeah. uh, Save percentage. (laughs) Ronta, 0.910. You love to see it. Uh, Pierre Kachekov, 0.909. And Freddie Anderson, 0.903. Safe to say that Antti Ranta, you know, he's he's, he's kind of good at the hockey thing, but yeah, you know. just a bit. Oh, that man knows how to defend some home ice. He knows. Uh, well, we'll definitely talk about that in a little bit. Uh, wins. Freddie Anderson did finish with twenty-one, but I mean, he played a lot. I mean, he played you know most of the games this year, but Antti Ranta did win nineteen, and then Pierre Kachekov won twelve. So three goalies, all double digits. He almost had two goalies go for over twenty. Yeah. So. Shutouts. <laughs> I love this stat. <laughs> Anti Ranta, four. Pierre Kachekov, four. Freddie Anderson got one. But still, nine shutouts. And you have two guys with who had four. I mean. Where did they place compared to everybody else? Do you have that on the top of your head or in front of you? Not in Get front to of me. Do some research. Not officially on me. Um, Hold on. I got it. Um, okay, so um, there are four goalies who had more shutouts than Ronta and Kachakov. Those goalies are Ilias Rokin leading with six, Jake Ottinger with five, Alexander Georgiev with five, and Darcy Kemper with five. Wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Can I? Can I, can I just point out? Did they? Did they get more shutouts than um, like Omar? Yeah. Yeah. How how many did Omar get? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got hold on. We got more shutouts than the goalie for the top team in the league. Oh, listen to this. Linus Olmark only and they played less games than him. Linus Olmark only had. Two. Okay, okay, what let's be fair. Let's be fair, and I hate the fact that I have to do this. He did have a nine point a point nine three eight save percentage, which oh, is tied all time in Boston. I'm, no, no, I'm man's yeah. batting fine. We're, we're we can go that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Our I'm, goalie I'm, that I'm, played less games got more shutouts than he did. That's <laughs> what I'm focusing that, that, on. That is very true. Now yeah, that I'll take because that. That's I'm, also sorry, Boston. That's also a team stat. That's also a team set that we can do defense better than Boston can. No. <laughs> uh, also, of- also, sorry. Can we say this? Say this one more time for those in the back that we are the only team to have beaten Boston. Oh, in- not gotten beaten by Boston. Not got be- not gotten beaten by Boston in regulation. Yep. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And. And we almost got another and? shutout against them. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I just want to shit talk Boston a lot right now. 
All right, 3144. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bleep these out. I just do it for just for the laughs at this point. Oh speaking of God. speaking about Mr. Uh, Andy Beach himself, uh Kane Statbrand, always amazing. Always gotta shout them out just because they're absolute uh, freaking beauty. Uh list of players in the modern NHL history to play in a span of 22 consecutive home games, regular season and postseason, record at least 19 wins. With zero regulation losses, we'll start from the bottom and go to the top. Uh, Michelle LaRock, nineteen seventy-seven. Here's a guy, Ken Dryden, of the Montreal Canadiens, nineteen seventy-seven and seventy-nine. Patrick Waugh, nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> Brayden Holtby, twenty sixteen. Andy Beach, twenty twenty-three. I love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you love to see it. Um, let's see. Oh, talking about more fantastic things. Let's let's circle back to Brent Burns real quick. Uh, Hurricanes PR. Brent Burns has opened the scoring. This was you know last night with seventeen the 17th goal of the season. Beautiful snipe, by the way. Giving him a season long three game goal streak and the sixth sixty point season of his angel career. 17 goals, 43 assists, which is actually 18 goals and 43 assists when it comes when it's all said and done. But for the fact that he did it in his first year as a can, oh, here's even more stats: 17 goals, 43 points, or 43 assists for 60 points. But like I say, he did finish with 61. This is plus 17 rating. I think it's a little bit higher out or lower. But this is like right at the time that Valley Sports put this out when it was one nothing in the game. Power play points, 23. Oh, his points-wise when it was at 60, fourth most in franchise history by a defenseman. And, and this was this was when it was one nothing. Uh, if you want more stats, uh, according to Statman <laughs> from Hurricanes PR, Carolina has become the 27th team in NHL history and the first since the 92-93 Washington Capitals that had Cote, Hatcher, and Iafredi to have multiple defensemen score 17 goals in a single season. Shade, 18. Burns at 18. Accomplishing the feat for the first time in franchise history. And if that's not enough, here's oh more. Oh, my God, Zach. Here's more. <laughs> Most points in the first season with a franchise since 86-87 for defensemen. Um, Steve Duchesne of the Quebec Nordiques, 92-93, had 82 points. Uh, Phil Housley with Winnipeg had 76 in 90-91. Paul Coffey with the Penguins, 87-88 with 67. Sergei Subov with Pittsburgh, 95-96 with 66. Chris Chelius did it with Chicago, 90-91. Scott Niedermeyer with the Ducks, 05-06. Norm Mac- McIver with Ottawa, 92-93. Larry Murphy of Toronto, 95-96. And... Nick Lindstrom of Detroit, 91-92. Oh, and at the time, he had 60, but now he's up to 61. So he passed Nick Lindstrom on this list. Brent Burns, 61 points in his first season with the franchise. He passed a legend of a Detroit Red Wings team in Nick Lindstrom to tie Larry Murphy of the Toronto Maple Leafs when he got his 61, 95-96. Have yourself a season, Brent Burns. So what I'm hearing is... Tony D'Angelo, who? Ah, yeah. And 
Dougie Hamilton. Who? Mm-hmm. I, hey, 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 hey. Let's let's put some respect on Dougie. Dougie was great. Ta. He was great, but I'm 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 loving Burns. Oh yeah, mm. uh, we're we're living on Burnsy time right now, Zach. About time you finally showed up. Someone had to tell you in the off season that this guy's good. So hey, I okay. I, I I didn't doubt it. Okay, Spencer. Okay, I didn't doubt it. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, so when we talk about defensemen, we you can't talk about Shay, can't talk about Pesci, can't talk about Burns without talking about this guy. Which I mean, at this point, he is the greatest Hurricanes defenseman of all time. He's he should get his number to retire when it's all said and done. This guy should have already won back to back Lady Bings. Should have already won a Norris at this point. But I'm going to rephrase this again because. He was paired with Brent Burns for the entire season. Mr. Jacob Slavin, and this is from Big Head Hockey, which is a fantastic account because, one, the graphics they do are absolutely fantastic. They're great. But the way they do the stats is also great. Jacob Slavin, among 148 defensemen this season who played over 1,000 minutes at 5-on-5 this year, is on ice 3.25 per goals 4 and 60, seventh best in the NHL. 2.12 goals against in 60, fourth best. Oh, yeah, 60.54 in goals for percentage, fifth best in the NHL. This guy, once again, proves he should win the Norris because he's an amazing defenseman. And, oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, he still puts really good players in his back pocket because that's just how good he is. But no one's really ready for that conversation yet, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, Jacob Slavin doing Jacob Slavin things, as always. <sighs> um, yeah. And those things <laughs> are rubbing off on his partners. Like, I've seen yeah. Burns. I mean, Burns has done some amazing defensive plays. Not saying Burns can't, but there are definitely some where he's done something and you can hear a trip and might, and might be like, mm, that's very a Jacob Slavin type move right oh, there. Well, well, I mean, how about Shane Gossespierre doing a couple uh, razzle-dazzle, you know, Without what? a stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so other great news. Uh, Jordan Marnook, who has been nominated for the Masters Trophy by the Carolina chapter of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, it's awarded to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. So congrats to the Marty Party himself for the Masters. Yeah. Nom- Very yeah. well-deserved. Very well-deserved. Well-deserved. I don't know if he'll... Don't know if he'll beat Latang, but yeah, I... the nomination is still there, though. The nomination... the nomination is great. I mean, you just can't beat coming back from a stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For Sorry, sure. Marty. <laughs> so, uh, as of recording, the Hurricanes actually announced that they have signed a defenseman. Um, it is sorry my thing is messing up on me wait right now yes the hurricane signed uh defenseman fenzor uh to entry level contract Uh, i'm trying to figure out uh his first name either way uh he did sign his elc as of tonight he was the third round pick of the 29th uh, thank you yes 
Uh, yeah, so uh, $832,500 at the AHL level and $70,000 at the AHL level uh, for both seasons. He will receive a signing bonus of $185,000. So his he got a two-year entry-level contract. Oh, yeah, Dominic. Yeah, I see it now in, in the email because I got the news. Comes from Boston news. University. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, registered 31 points this season, nine goals, 22 assists, and 37 games. So there you go. The Hurricanes got a defenseman, which leads into our next thing. The Hurricanes got themselves a goalie. They did. He's a, he's a national champion goalie himself. Yeah. I honestly, think... honestly, Rod like scouted him personally. You <laughs> oh, have, have to because uh, one Yenev uh, Peretz from, you know, the now champions, the Quinnipiac uh, Bobcats. Signed a two-year entry-level deal. And thank you to Corey Laviolette for actually breaking down this contract. So it's a two-year ELC that starts next season. They'll pay $775,000 at the NHL level and $82,500 at the AHL level, and he gets a $60,000 sign-on bonus. Yep. Uh, he's 23 years old, and uh, he posted a .931 save percentage this season, second best of all NCAA netminders. In route to win the national championship. Unfortunately, it wasn't overtime against my Minnesota Gophers, but you know what? Congrats to Roddy and well, most congratulations to Skyler, because you know he's Rod's yeah. son, but Rod congratulations. But <laughs> you know where you know what I mean. Just congrats <laughs> to Brenda Moore's son, Skylar, for winning it. So we knew where you were going. We knew I was just giving you a hard time. No, but you, also, you I guess that. I mean. Congrats to whatever AHL team decides to be with us next season. Oh, gosh, yes. Sorry, yeah. Wolves. You're missing out on some if you're going to part ways here. Also, yeah. has anyone else noticed? Because I was looking at the Chicago Wolves today for – Oh, I was looking because I wanted to see their score tonight because they're – Oh, they're tied 2-2 yeah. at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Their bio – on Twitter is five time league champions and then in a happy relationship with the Canes. So I guess that's going to change. Maybe it should have changed to it's complicated, but. Oh, <laughs> Oof. Oof. So, so are you saying next year it's going to say divorced with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes? No, it's probably going to say single and free. <laughs> single and ready. <laughs> yeah. Not single. ready to mingle because they don't mingle, want anyone. They're yeah, single and free. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so another great stat I want to bring up because this is just absolutely fantastic. So from 2000, okay. So we're going to start with the bad, but we're going to end with the goat on this one. Oh God. So 2015 to 2017, the hurricanes, unfortunately did finish dead last in attendance, but in 2023, when the we Hur- mean the dark years. We mean them. We mean them. The very, NHL was not a fun literally. time in Carolina. The, the tickets were cheap, so it's a surprise that we had low attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kane stats or someone posted what our first line looked like back in the 13 14. And I didn't feel like getting a jump scare that morning, but we did. And we're here for it. <laughs> I didn't know I was looking at a horror movie on Twitter <laughs> at 8 30, like 7 in the morning. No, thank you. I know. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, in 2023, the Hurricanes finished second in attendance, sending a franchise record for pest attendance in a season. Oh, and this, like I said, this is all coming from Kane's stat brand. Oh, last thing he said, 
Carolina is a hockey market. Yep. Yes. Uh, if Carolina, February did not teach you that, you know now. Yeah, I, Kat, I think you shared something in our group chat about the actual finishing number was. Um, are you able to pull that up or? Finishing, say it again. Sorry. The finishing attendance numbers. For this season or the dead last this season? season. This season. Oh, yeah, this I can season. find it. No, I got it. Uh, 19,526. That was like wow. you know, average per game. But yes, is it also 31 sellouts this season. You know, wow. you know, you know what it means for next year? 41 of 41. Let's sell out every single home game next yes, season. please. But yeah, the only team that beat Carolina was Montreal at twenty one thousand and seventy seven. I mean, but it's Montreal. But but you beat Tampa, who's in third, which they had nineteen thousand and ninety two. So you beat them by a good over four hundred. Mm-hmm. Then you had Detroit at eighteen eight one nine for fourth place, and then Toronto eighteen seven fifty three. Oh, and Vancouver was right behind them at eighteen seven oh two. So I mean, you you beat. Two other Canadian markets. Mm-hmm. The only one that you were behind on it was Montreal. But I mean, that's yeah. just amazing. You just—it's just amazing for the fact that just it goes to show how much confidence the fan base has in mm-hmm. the team. Oh, 100 percent. I think that—that's a big show of what the fan base thinks that this team is capable of, even after the hardship that we kind of dealt with towards the end. Yeah, 100% for sure. So um, before we go into playoffs and stuff like that, so real quick, uh, Kat did mention earlier, I think Bailey did too, pens and caps did make the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons since 2006, which is absolutely insane. Coach uh, uh, Lavi no longer the coach in Washington. Pittsburgh cleared house. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with that. So I want to do this with – so I, I – I forget who did this on Twitter and I'm really sorry. I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try to go back and see who actually did the initial. Um, I think it was like the, it was the, it was the single, it was the season awards for the team. I'm going to try to go find it. Oh quick. yeah. Cause I kind of want to make sure they're getting their proper. Um, Come up and Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If I, okay. Yes. Okay. So it was at uh, Yarvi Drury on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Jarvi Drury. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna do this real quick, but I kind of posted mine. Um, but I also want to see where both of you stand. So we're gonna, so we're gonna kind of do this. We're gonna discuss a little bit. We don't want to go forever though, because we do still have to talk about our playoff matchup that we do have. So, Cat, we'll start with you. Who is your MVP of this season for the for the regular right. season regular season for the Hurricanes. MVP of regular season. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm going to go a little different. I mean, like I know Aho and Svetch and they did really good, but honestly, I'd say MVP of the season um, was Ranta because starting the season, he had to again. Again, Freddie went out for a while and Ronta got put into a role that honestly, that's not what he was signed for. Um, and he took it and he ran with it. And he is just honestly, he's played fantastic. Um, and not only that, but he has been 
instrumental in kind of being the leader with our all of our lovely Finnish players. So I would say my MVP is Ranta. Uh, Billy, who is yours? Cat stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who would be who would be your second pick? I want to see if we're matched up here. Um, I would say a certain one, but I'm saving him for a different award. Are you saving him for most improved? Yes. Okay. I think we have the same most improved. Okay. Zach, who's Um, your MVP? Oh, sorry, Bailey. Do you have another one? No, no, you're good. (laughs) Zach's like, oh, it's the Bailey and Cat show. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember why mine's got mine got buried in a bunch of other ones, but no, mine was also anti Ronta, so it doesn't really. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh! All right, so I mean, yeah, I mean, we all talked about it. Shutouts, goals against, save percentage, nineteen wins. Like he he went undefeated during regulation at home. It's anti Ronta was on another level this year, and I'm hoping you yeah. know we get more of that in the playoffs and. See where that goes. Like, could you imagine if we had like Freddie of last year stay healthy, and then we have Ranta of this year? Oof. If they, if other teams do not run into Ranta, I think he will stay healthy. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. But you know, amazing what a guy can do when people don't try to injure him. Yeah. Who would have thought? You know, it's it's almost like it? it's it's almost like around the league they're actually <laughs> protecting some goalies, like you know, someone's butt cheeks might graze them and they say that's goaltender interference Watch <laughs> but our oh, guys get yeah. straight tackled and it's like nah they're good they're fine mm-hmm. yeah all right so the next stat is breakout uh, player breakout player bill you sure start with you? Oh. nope <laughs> i'm sorry are you the main host, or is it? I, I can just dip if you want. <laughs> oh, we're going there. I was just wanting to see where we. I wanted you not to go last. <laughs> oh, I was trying to let you shit. start. Fine, Damn. I won't help anymore. Damn. Um, oh, baby. breakout player. Uh, Appreciate you, Kat. Jeez, <laughs> who would I oh, be a breakout oh, player? Because I'm, I'm going between two different guys here um my choice because if i don't pick one for this one i'm picking him for the other one it's between kk and natchez for me okay um kk had a fantastic season compared to the chances he was given what was kind of laid out for him last season Um, to be given an opportunity to play at 2C. I feel like that kind of puts him a little head uh, ahead of Natchez for me. Um, Just kind of is setting the breaking out, especially the last, what, 12 games of the season, scoring, creating chances for the guys surrounding him. Um, It's really impressive. Um, in my, just in my head for, um, a guy like that. And the fact that we have him signed for so much longer too, just makes me really excited about what he is kind of coming up for him soon too. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, my honorable mention is KK. Um, <laughs> it was a great option. Yeah. Um, my breakout player, I think it's Stefan Nason. Okay. Like, like we kind of saw what he can do last year, but this year, I mean, you know, 
power play was absolutely on fire. He was he did a great job. Like it seemed like every time he was on the, he was doing something on the power play, and the points that he finished with this year, it's really impressive. And I want to see, you know, can he take that next step? So I mean, for me, he's definitely a good breakout player candidate. Like I said, KK is also like I said, you can flip between the two. Mm-hmm. So you can't go wrong with either one. So cat. <laughs> you're treading on thin ice here my friend (laughs) um so i would say mine is um actually opposite of bailey's um for different reasoning but i could see where she was i would say breakout i say nages um i put him over most improved because um i feel like most improved means you you started somewhere and you you rose and got better. I feel like last season, it wasn't like he got better. He just, he met the expectations. Like we'd already seen what he could do the season before. Like he had given glimpses of it. Um, So I would say he's kind of breakout player because he really did kind of razzle dazzle his way at the beginning of the season. And he's, he's kind of really gotten that confidence and Mr. Overtime. So I would say he's, I would say he's my breakout player. Like he has just been a, a difference like like people say three on three martin natchez is oh, he's a cheat code he's a cheat code yeah. essentially yeah so yeah well segue into that my most improved was martin natchez i mean like you said we did see glimpses and stuff like that but for me it's i feel like that's what most improved means which is why i give him the nod for that one as well see i said mm-hmm. most improved because i took it from Cake, I would give that to KK because him coming in, getting bounced around in a role, getting put into second seat, like he just got pushed into one, but he wasn't able to really like get fully into that role. He wasn't able to fully embrace it until this season. And yeah. he just grew. He like he most improved. Like they talk about all his stats, like we said, his scoring his points the last 22 games, but they also talked about the first part of the season. He didn't have like he didn't really have anything. So he just continuously, like he started this season and just literally just kept going up. The re- so. the reason I will say that I think I put KK at breakout versus most improved though, is you, you see the opportunity. It, like the big reason for me is just the opportunities. Um, you, you see a guy who's playing fourth line minutes for most of last season. Uh, he's just getting uh, out of a, uh, contract uh that the hurricanes kind of grabbed him from montreal for um he's learning the system and then all of a sudden towards the end of last season you're saying hey we might lose one of our two c's let's see if kk fits into that spot and can play there well and that's where i think the breakout kind of comes into play because he's placed in that spot and it just kind of pushing their seat oh it's say oh what can you do whereas natchez he's always kind of played in the position or for the most part has always kind of sat um where he played for most of this season yeah and, he, was, he, he was mainly top six for a yeah. good part of last year and like we talked about all last season too and even going into the you know off season it's like kk was doing pretty decently with fourth line minutes but what can we see him when he's a 2c because at the time i mean you had tro you had Vinny. like there's no way you're gonna move his intro check out of the 2c spot and that's where like okay maybe kk's gonna be the next guy let's see what does a 2c and this year you saw he was two C for almost the entire year, and he got forty three points. I mean, you, I mean, 
it, for me, that's a breakout where a guy who's actually given the chance and did something. Martin Nietzsche was already a top six guy. It's just, for me, that's like a most improved because he actually went from, okay, like a lot of people want to get rid like of Like giving us glimpses to. Yeah, well, people want to get rid of him this offseason. And I'm like, well, he's 23. Let's give him a chance to see what he does. And he actually, like I said, 71 points this year. You know, first, like tied for first and assists. I mean, it's like, I think more for me, that's a most improved because he went from, okay, what is the expectations? What can he bring with us with this new show me deal? And he absolutely just above and beyond expectations. Yeah. So, so overall, different definitions, but yeah. Summary put some respect on Martin Natchez and yes, very Kokinami's name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Initially, the original post did say most disappointed. I don't – everyone who's listening to this podcast says we don't try to be, I guess, negative with air quotes on that. We'll be I, real. Yeah, so it's it's like trying to – maybe so take, a, said, step, take a step, a step back. back. Yeah. Which, so, for all of us, I think – I mean, I feel like most of us could have said last season it would have been Natchez. Yep. Yeah. That, those were my thoughts going into this uh, re-sign. All right, so Bailey, who is your step back player this year? I feel like mine is not going to be a big shocker to most as I feel like they might have had very similar thoughts. Um, Mine is Tabo Terabinen. And I feel like, Kat, you are sitting here nodding your head. I feel like you... I, because I agree... I think the last couple of games he has shown some of the old Teravinen, like a little bit more of that fight to him, a little bit more of the silky hand magic that he is mm-hmm. known for. Yes. Um, so hopefully he's hopefully he is instead of kind regressing, of- he's progressing <laughs> just in time for playoffs, which we right. love to see. Um, so and I mean again, he was also someone that with this season was uncharacteristically out for a little bit. Um, right. Didn't really and know, I, and we didn't even really know what happened to him. We just knew he was out. So you never know. And he had some, I know it got shared too. He also had some like personal stuff go on, but yeah. like for a it, quiet guy that doesn't show a lot, like the other, his other teammates or doesn't share a lot. Like it's just it, like it, we're for all of these, we're kind of taking a look at what we've seen out of guys from the mm-hmm. past season. And that's kind of where I go with this too is again kind of getting into like the technical definitions of things he did technically take a step back to what we saw out of him last season which is why i'm putting him here because i know this man is capable of so much more we saw that last season we saw what he can do how much finesse he has with the puck and i just i saw him clam up this season there were a few times where he would kind of come out of his shell and we've seen him kind of do that in the past few games which I'm hoping he'll kind of stay that way while we make this playoff push but for a good majority of the season we have not seen the Tavo Teravine that we know from 21-22 well we've been we've been calling on him <laughs> all last season and he started to but we've been calling on all on him to shoot and we're like shoot turbo like you can do it <laughs> and then this i mean season, we see we saw the rockets that he put up we, but we, then this season instead shoot. of shooting more his passes seemed to suffer so it was like yeah. no 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 you have to keep, keep that keep it <laughs> <laughs> we're don't, just telling you to build off of this yes. <laughs> just like we tell aho don't go five hole every time like add to your skill set <laughs> shoot <Yep>. it <laughs> yeah no i agree uh i i have a different 
he was also he was gonna be i was between two and he was one of them okay um mine ask i i gotta ask who yours is then cat sorry zach mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think this one also isn't really gonna be a surprise to most people uh mr freddie anderson yep. Okay, there we go. <laughs> honestly, honestly, they're the only two. I would say they're kind of the only two on the team. I think has have really stepped back from what we know they can play. Um, Freddie obviously got injured at the beginning, um, or was still injured. I don't remember at this point. Um, but he came back, and we were all so excited, and he played so well. Like he just played lights out, and then he slowly seemed to get more like indecisive and making weird like choices on the ice and just didn't make those not even just saying the crazy not even the crazy saves that like i like i'm not gonna expect those from every goalkeeper but like some routine ones i was like those you really not see that puck or like why yeah yeah, so like like, when you go from like crazy like how well he was playing last season like out of his mind to like he didn't even seem to go regress back to like just mm-hmm. you know pretty good goalkeeper he regressed down to like are you are you good are you are you good <laughs> so i it especially recently i feel like he's he's made some questionable decisions but it also feels like it it takes him a couple goals to get him mentally into the game which you can't it's- afford I, I see where that comes from because when you look at a guy who is half of the Jennings winner last year, I feel like, it, and especially what we saw out of him at the beginning of the season too, it, I, I remember clearly or almost clearly a tweet that Alex O'Hari put out towards the beginning of the season. Like you can tell this guy is on it. Like he's coming back and I expect a lot of great things out of him uh, for the rest of the season. And to be honest, I mean, I did too. Like, and like I was kind of saying with the Jennings, like you've got two guys who won the Jennings last year, you have high expectations for what they're (coughs) going to do. And to see him at kind of this point where he needs to be in the game for a little bit and allow a few goals to get by before you can say, okay, let me find my game to actually get on his game. It's a little disappointing. So, well, and so goalie is such a mental position. Oh, um, absolutely. As somebody who played it, I completely yeah, get it. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Like, you literally, and Trip talks about it all the time, is that you have to, like, something goes in, whether it's your fault or not, you literally have to forget about it and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even so, it's easier said than done. Like, I would, there would be games where I would think about things like, like oh, I could have done this better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even after the game, you still think about it. Um, don't ever... Mm, I will never agree with the take that you should blame a goalie for all goals because it's a team sport and it gets through all the players on the damn yep. ice. But there are some that are on the goalie. But I feel like it's because it's such a mental position. It's it's interesting with Freddie because it seems of our three goalies, Freddie is the more introverted one. He's the more yep. reserved one. I feel like he do, he may he might. I mean, I don't know him. But I feel like he might overanalyze and might be taking this more internally than what the other two. Like Ronta feeds off our energy. Piotr yep. feeds off the energy. And they're all about emotion of the game, ready to go. But they also seem, again, in positive ways to feed off the energy. And I can't really this get a read exactly on Freddie 
which is what like some people even on the timeline were like questioning, does Freddie want to be here? Because you you can't really always tell where he's thinking. I mean, so you you see when uh, Walt Ruff did that mailbag with Jarvis, we know that players see what people and fans are saying about them. Who's to say that's any different for Freddie? Because I know if I were on a stage where everybody's seeing how I'm playing and it's being broadcast nationally and people it like are actually paying attention to the plays that I'm making on the ice and saying negative things about them. It's not going to make me, it might make some people want to do better, but that's going to sit here and make me doubt myself and my abilities. Um, that's and I know Freddie, Freddie comes from pretty toxic teams too. Is I know that's, well, well that's so. kind of the thing. That's the kind of thing for me is I agree with that. It's just, I feel like in Carolina we have, from the get-go especially last season everything is we have been very different like we've been very welcoming very all about our goalies um obviously recently not everyone's as big a fan of freddie but i feel like we have to the point even the point when we everyone was all behind him they're like he's our go-to man he's playing out of his mind all of this you couldn't really see like is is this a like I don't know. He keeps so much to himself that you don't know how much is weighing on him or not, whether it be he's taking in the praise or he's taking in the criticism. Um, I hope if we turn to him at any point in the playoffs, he plays like the Friday of last year. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know how mentally it'll hit him if we go with Ronta as our main guy. I hope Ronta's our main guy. But, I mean, Freddie came in. His job coming in was supposed to be our main guy. And if you get taken out of that in the playoffs... You never know how it mentally weighs on someone. Yep. Totally agree. Zach, Zach. who is yours? <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I can take a guess. <laughs> Want to know yeah. what kind of reasons. Well, okay, what's your guess? No, no. I mean, you, you were kind of upset when Kat brought up Freddie, so. It was, it was Freddie. So. Okay. Um. All right. 23-24 player to watch. For this season or next next Zach, start us yeah. off andre sveshnikov get a full yep. season out of him cool. revenge tour basically Continue yeah, the revenge tour basically i would say also i would say martin Nietzsche's too i want to see if he can replicate what he did this year because i don't while i am very happy that he played really well this year and that he kind of you know prove the naysayers wrong i also want to be like okay you had a great season can you do it again i want i want to see consistency so i would say i so it's not it's not a slight against martin Nietzsche's. i just want to see him do it again like can you stay consistent mm-hmm. don't be don't become a one season wonder player if that makes sense right it's like i said it's not a slight against him but i want to see if he can stay consistent yep Cat. I have a couple. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first one would be my first one would be Seth Jarvis. Oh, because I want to see once that man gets some puck luck, how all of his efforts pay off. We kind of said it last season, like you know, wait till he bulks up, wait get he gets more. Seth Jarvis is one because I think I want to see all of his efforts pay off even more than they have. Um, My, my second one would be a full season of Jack Drury. 
I want Jack Drury on this team. He has come into this spot now that Svetch has been out. And that man has, how old is he? Wait, how old is he? Is he 20, 21? <laughs> like, like low 20s. Low 20s. Who? Jack, Jack Drury. Drury. He, I believe, is 21, 22. He's in that range of like boy to man. I don't. Yeah. That's why I was like, mm. uh, he he honestly has been playing like for fourth line. He has been playing three so twenty three so okay. well. He has he's been shooting. He's been creating chances, playing physical. Like he is. I want to see a full season of him and see what he can do on this team because I think yes. he plays such a well rounded position, and he compliments everyone that he plays with. I don't know exactly where we'll put him. I don't think he'll have a role as a center. I don't unless they keep him a full time center on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has also proven he can play on the wing. So I mean, I think with that flexibility, you can try him different places. Um, yeah, it, then, it, it, yeah, it just runs into what we talked about a few like on we, one of our episodes and also one of our spaces. It's if you know Svech comes back and if the team bring Patches back, where are you going to put? Drury and Tara Vine and all those guys. The top six is going to yeah. get pretty. Yeah. Uh, so, pretty I mean, still, I mean, for his first season, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with him on the fourth line. Um, no, yeah, From the games, yeah. well, yeah, and from the games he's been in, he's again, he hasn't been here with us that long. It's since the Svetch injury, but he's been really impactful. And then the last one is, I want a full season of Ghost. I want to see a full season of Ghost on this team. Because that I think be he could, I think he could get up there and points with Shea and Burns. Bailey, who's your 2023-24 player to watch? I feel like we cannot talk about players to watch without talking about Jalen Chatfield. Yeah. I'll um, Jalen Chatfield, I, I understand we saw a full season of him. Um, he has had two <laughs> different, uh, three different somewhat, I mean, not even consistent unless you want to throw Calvin Dillon in that conversation. I would say, yeah, well, Burns, Ghost, Dahan, Coughlin. So he's had like four different D-man pairing partners. Well, yeah. So, I mean, he's been – he spent most of the season playing next to Calvin Dahan. And then you throw Coughlin into that conversation. And now towards the end of the season, as soon as we got him at the trade deadline, Ghost. Yeah. Give him some opportunities because I feel like this is a big season of just kind of like figuring out, hey, I, I've been playing on the Wolves for the past few years. Let's figure out what the, the actual show looks like and see how I can kind of incorporate my play into this uh, kind of style that the Hurricanes uh, utilize during games. Give him a full year of not being um, the new guy on the block per se. Um, give him an opportunity to kind of sit and show out on his second season or full season on the roster. And I'd love to see what he can utilize um, and pull out uh, the other two guys that I was going to mention one being Jack jury, the other one being Seth Jarvis. Okay. All right. So um, I kind of want to, I guess this kind of deals with the playoffs, but also it's just a, a, a partnering sponsor thing, but you know what, let's go. Uh, let's go. Actually, let's let's take a quick break. We'll talk about our sponsors real quick. Then we'll go into the playoff stuff real quick. So, Bailey, I was told there... I'm doing the ad read today. 
All right. So um, unless you guys have been living under a rock, um, you guys should know about our lovely sponsors over at Primo Hockey. They are a Raleigh-based hockey company selling you anything from merchandising, uh, sweatshirts, shirts, shirts, koozies, the like, to actual hockey gear that you can utilize whether you're playing on a roller rink or an ice rink. Um, Some really, really cool gear for you guys. in not or including uh wheels for your skates uh, or rollerblades uh tape uh skate covers socks laces pucks uh helmets um anything that your heart desires regarding uh the sport that is hockey they probably have in stock for you um like i said they are raleigh based um they have a store and a warehouse down there for you guys to go check out um, if you are looking to get skates sharpened and you play in the area, they're definitely a great stop for you guys. And um, you guys are listening to this, so we can kind of help you out there. If you go uh, check out on their website, use code SurgeCast and get your AHO discount 20% off of anything that you get. Like I said, some fantastic guys over at Primo X Hockey. Uh, they're wonderful. Definitely go check them out at Primo X Hockey on Twitter. Um, like I said, fantastic group. Definitely have to go check them out. Yes, definitely for sure. Appreciate them being with, with us for coming up to almost 70 episodes. So. Appreciate you, Bailey. Thanks. Uh, so the Hurricanes actually announced a couple of partnerships going into the playoffs this year. Speaking of partnerships. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you'll, you'll especially know these partnerships, especially one of them, because if you did the survey where you could potentially win a signed jersey, they talked all about the brands and the sponsorships that the Canes have. So these should none of these should be a surprise. <laughs> the special one, one of them is the actual naming rights to the practice facility. Invisalign is going to be the presenting sponsor for the team's playoff run this Stanley Cup uh, season. So great mm-hmm. for Invisalign to be doing that. And then got a helmet partner for 2023. So I think this, this whole season <laughs> we haven't really had one. Um, yeah. I just think it's funny how it kind of worked out and who it is. (laughs) Yeah, because I know the last couple seasons we had a couple of sponsors, and then this year they were kind of just normal, and now we go to, um, you know. Who is is it, Zach? Who is it? (laughs) Yeah, so the helmet partner for the 2023 playoffs is Topgolf. Huh. Mr. Yeah. Tom, yeah. yeah, I was like, who owns Top Golf? <laughs> uh, I think it's one Tom Dunn, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. So he, his company, is investing with the team that he owns. So he's paying himself to be the helmet partner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Once a so. businessman, always a businessman. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, the Top Golf, the fact that it's white, it's white it lettering looks on, on really, the really clean on the helmets. Yeah, white better than Lenovo. Right Oh, oh, you mean, you mean the Zach, bumper, you the calling bumper, it a bumper, bumper sticker? sticker? Yeah, I call, yeah, the bumper sticker logo we had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the white, the white lettering on the red helmet, and then the black lettering on the white helmet. It works phenomenally. They did a great job with it. You'd love to see it. So it's, you know, you can't go wrong. So yeah, so Invisalign for the presenting playoffs, and then Top Golf is the helmet sponsor. Yep. Okay, so. It has been announced that the game one of the Carolina of the Canes Islanders series will take place on Monday, April 17th. And then, which means we'll get them on Wednesday as well in Carolina for game two. Here's the thing. 
it's I don't know if it's fully confirmed yet or not because Walt said he's still trying to figure that out because obviously Bally announced that they were supposed to be doing the fir- first round, but game one is going to air on ESPN two. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. So I don't think there's been any updates on that front. Somebody's being lied to. Um, yeah. Unless they're planning on airing it on both, which I mean, I've watched games on Bally that are also on ESPN too. So okay, yeah. So the start time broadcast details will be uh, will be announced tonight. It's just Mike and Trip on ESPN too. Like it's like the Bally broadcast, but on ESPN too. So maybe that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, so we're recording on Friday night. Right now it's 10-19. Once this episode's out, everyone will know that it was at 10-30 on Friday night, which is, like I said, tonight. So we'll know then for sure um, how all that's going to work out. So it's definitely going to be very, very interesting. But, yeah, so game one is the 17th. Game two is Wednesday the 19th. So it's going to be very interesting. And the team we're facing, which I'm so glad it was these guys instead of Florida, who we just played, or – the rangers you're welcome everyone wanted the devils to play the rangers not even not just carolina fans but like in general everyone wants to see that matchup so you know yep. what you're welcome you're welcome yeah. we did it at the yeah. end of the line last minute like carolina hurricanes we could have done this who knows we can who would have guessed we actually could have taken care of business yeah we wanted the dramatics it's fine <laughs> we're not a dramatic team at all um, yeah, I just I just didn't feel like dealing with the Cary Ranger fans coming in for another. Uh, I just I just, want, I just want one playoff series without having to deal with those fans because we dealt with that enough this season. We talked about it a lot on but, Twitter on here. Yeah, don't even want to deal with them for for so a series, we d- which is gonna be nice. But so Zach, we don't know if it'll be Bally ESPN two. We don't know those answers, but we mm-hmm. do know the Canes will be wearing their red twenty fifth anniversary jerseys for the playoffs. Yes. Say, I was so, I was surprised you didn't try to slide that in after talking about the helmet colors and the Top Golf <laughs> logo on top of them. I was going to get there after we started talking about the series preview for a little bit, but yes, okay. yes, <laughs> jumping the gun. Not everybody is very happy about it. Who has been happy about it? Like I've seen quite a few people who are like, oh, I, the, I, the, I feel the, like the I'm, jerseys, yeah. yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I like the, I I like the black, black, I mean, I like the black jerseys. People, I saw the thing where it was like every year it was red and they were like, but what about black? And then the time they're like black and they're like, but what about red? The, the team picks it. It's up to the yeah. team. It's, it's the players. The players. Whatever. The I five. just think. Well, no, uh, yeah. Well, it's the players pick it. They've played. They've done it for the last five seasons. They pick what jerseys they want to wear. I just and, think uh, it's great that these are like this is just homage to the last time we won it. Oh, you mean so. you mean where the Carolina Hurricanes uh, tweeted out today the le- legendary threads with the fire emoji and says the Canes will wear their anniversary reds at home, and then the actual graphic, which I made my new lock screen because now it's time for the playoffs now because i had originally had the stadium series ones now we move over to the playoffs. yeah so we got so we got the you know division champs as the home screen but the lock screen is this graphic of eric cole fantastic pick and sebastian aho in the 2006 2023 mashup jerseys yes I am so excited. The fact we get you mean the other time when we wore those jerseys and the caps and the penguins didn't make the playoffs. (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. The last time those teams, two, two, those two teams didn't make the playoffs, won the cup. Uh, the records were almost eerily similar. If we will, lost one more game in overtime instead of one more regulation loss, <clears throat> Detroit, uh, we could have had the same record as the 2006 team. So it's eerily similar. So same jerseys, same teams didn't make it. So, I mean, the, the Oilers did make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, I don't want them to make it to the final because no one wants them to, but I'm just saying. My friends are going <laughs> to hate me for this, but if the, the Oilers can make it on and not the Avs, I will happily take that. Thank you. Get, no, give, <laughs> no, give me the Kings. I want a Justin Williams Cup. Oh. But, it's, um, but, it's, but essentially, yes, the, so they are rocking the 25th anniversaries. I absolutely love it. I, I hope these jerseys are the new homes next season. We put the blacks back to alternate. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it would be fantastic if um, these were the new permanent ones. But if they have these for the playoffs, though, fantastic choice by the boys. So, yeah, I, guess, I, do. I, I, I like the blacks, but these yeah. are just And it is to know we know we're playing the Islanders. Um, to know a couple things to note about the Islanders. So, um, Barzal is back. Mar- oh, Barzal yeah. is back. Yeah. Um, love the timing of that. Um, feels like but, a situation all over again, but I mean, so we always say again, regular season record doesn't really matter going into playoffs, i.e. see Boston last year, but we did have a three, one and O record against them this year. We played Sorokin in all of those games. Um, he is playing really well. I do not see him as a sort of monster that Vassy was to us at one point. Um, I yeah. don't see that. I think our big thing with the Isles is that they are going to, they're big, so they'll play a physical, but we have also shown just now playing with the Florida Panthers. Uh, we're good at, keep, we can keep, a, if we keep a level headed, we kind of play physical, but that we don't make that our main objective of the game, that we can play with people that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, again, I will say this, as I said it before, we cannot play to their tempo. They are a slower team. Yeah. They, they do they, not they play really our slow fast our fast tempo and when we get out of that that's when it kind of we can't be slow and do our normal dump in and get it back to the point and get the shot in right away if they, you slow that down it gives them time to catch up to the puck mm-hmm. kind of set up get to their man can't play slow so no. those are my two t- yeah those are my two takeaways for them um i think It'll, it'll be interesting because I also don't think their power play is great. So um, maybe special teams will the first battle round. Battle of the special teams. Yeah, basically, basically don't get into the special teams battle. And if Sorokin doesn't stand on his head like he has been for all season, um, I think the Hurricanes might. A lot of people are saying, like, Islanders are going to beat the Hurricanes. Like, everyone's like, it's going to be funny when the Hurricanes get bounced by the Islanders. It's just. Yes, the Hurricanes kind of had a, they struggled for the last for the last month or so. It happens. They have they have caught fire recently in the last week and a half. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, I'm you, not. You kind of have people. to go into it without having any previous record. Like you can't. The previous record doesn't mean anything. Yeah, we we say this all the time going into playoffs. Previous record doesn't mean anything, but the boys should go in remembering. We have scored on Sorokin before. What has worked? What hasn't worked? And just play their game. Um, That's exactly. I, yep. We we've talked that we like the Islanders 
as a matchup, that doesn't mean they're going to be easy. It just means we like with the way the boys have been kind of struggling recently and trying to get into their game. That's a better team for them to continually get into a groove rather than going right up against one of the teams that have been kind of on fire the last couple of games. A better matchup doesn't mean an easier matchup by any standards. No, no, it really doesn't. And it's going to be very interesting with the Islanders because if you're looking at, well, I was trying, I was trying to figure something out. But yeah, so Bo, Bo Horvat leads the team in goals with 38. Um, Brock Nelson, 39 assists. And then he also leads the team in 75 points and he also had a plus 13. So it's definitely going to be something to look out for in terms of, you know, what can you do with Brock Nelson? What are you going to do with Bo Horvat? Obviously Sorokin and now, like I said, you also got Matt Martin. And Matt Barzal's back. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do with that. So If he doesn't go missing again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's, it's the playoffs. Like, like no matchup's going to be easy. But, yeah, we do get the Islanders. I think it's going to be – It'll be a nice, healthy start to the playoffs, I think, for us. Yeah. So... Not, not healthy in the sense of, I mean, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a gritty series. But yeah. I think you, you remove the toxicity that we have with other potential matchups in the, in yeah. the division, <laughs> another New York team. Yeah. Um, you it, like I we have not had nearly as many problems with the Islanders we had as we have had with others. So I think this is going to be a really nice matchup to kind of ease into, um, kind of getting our groove, getting our game uh, under yeah. wraps, and figuring that out in time for round two, uh, Eastern Conference Final and the Stanley Cup. Yes. All right, so before we go into our predictions, because we are going to have to predict because the games are on Monday. This episode's dropped on Saturday when people are listening to it. But before that, uh, from Corey Lavillette, thank you, Kat, for sharing this. Dominic Fransor won't join the Wolves on the amateur tryout, uh, which is confirmed by the Wolves. Looks like he'll come to Raleigh as a black ace for the playoffs and perhaps might play in the world championships. So it's we don't know for sure if he's going to be a black ace or if he's going to Worlds. It's going to be very interesting. Someone did ask about if there's any other word of the other black aces. Depending on how Chicago does tonight, we could see more guys like Jameson Reese. My best advice to keep an eye on it is to go follow Kane's prospects over Mm -hmm. on Twitter. He is going to be a fantastic. um, Matt Matt Soma does a great job. Yeah. Does a great job. Actually uh, guest on episode four of the podcast. Yep. While we're getting so close to playoffs, uh, go follow him, turn on his notifications. Cause he's going to be, a, he's already put something out in his, like his prediction of who gets the call-ups for uh, hurricanes playoffs. Yep. yep. Um, so go check yep. that out. Yes. So time to predict how this round's going to go. Bailey. Oh, you're starting off with me. I wanted to see what Kat had to say. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, I, so as I was saying, I think it's going to be not easy by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I go Canes and five. They win it at PNC. Okay. I can respect it. Kat, who, what's your prediction for the uh, matchup? 
I am torn. I want to say it's either Canes in five or honestly, if we played like we played last game, I say Canes in four. Okay. I I like I honestly, depending on how we the first twenty minutes of the first game is gonna go, I can decide between the two of those predictions. Um in, I just, in, in terms of <laughs> you gotta pick one. We gotta go with one. I know. I'm thinking <sighs> I'm mm, Mm, just because I want to be different than Bailey for once <laughs> and because I want them to start the way they started last game and ride that high. Let's say Canes and four. Ooh, going for the sweep. I, I, We've done it before. I was literally going to say go, go bold or go home, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it, a, is it a seven game series in the first round? I thought it was a game. Yeah. Heck They're yeah. all seven games. They're all sevens. Why was I think? Do you oh, not sorry, remember? Was... <laughs> I, yeah, Did you forget no. about Boston? What I was gonna say, Boston lives fresh in my mind still. Yeah, no, it's I my my brain sometimes gets I, it, seasons mix up on me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, so I was thinking of another season where it wasn't seven, but yeah, okay, yeah, it is seven. <laughs> my my brain's all over the place. The last few weeks, leave me alone. <laughs> Understandable, Zach. What you got? Uh, I I really don't want them to win it in New York because I want to, I want them to do it in Carolina, but I don't want it to go to seven because it it just shouldn't go that long. Yeah, Kansas not five. after what we dealt with. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. After what we dealt with last season, I would be a short and sweet. Seven games. Yeah. I want to see a short the point. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm going to give the Islanders some respect of like, okay, they might steal one from us. I mean, they're still a decent team. I mean, not just anybody makes the playoffs. Right. So. Like I was going to say, I was going to say six, but I'm like, man, it, I don't know how Barzal is going to be. I don't know how the rest of the team is going to be. Like, I was, if, if the Hurricanes are going to play good, I wanted to say six, but I'm like, I'll go five just so we can win. My prediction yeah, my prediction's based more on not that the Islanders will play bad, that but that the Canes will yeah. play well. No, that's that's <laughs> um, But also to interrupt this broadcast, um, I do have to say, because it just happened, because the game just ended, is that the Colorado Avalanche has won their division. Oh. Wow. Wow. They, okay. they almost lost to Nashville, even though yeah, uh, some I... of our – some of our five GSN people were like, "We won't." I was gonna say Nashville. this one over here was kind of jumping, but it was and tied, and it was. Uh, so I think they won four three. So they are now, um, they won the, their division. So congrats the, 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 for catching up with the rest of us and getting through to playoffs. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so 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 the Avalanche won the Central, even though everyone early this season was like, "Oh, it's over." The Avalanche are so, terrible. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. This means that Colorado will be seeing the Carolina Hurricanes of the West during the first round. Seattle. The Seattle Kraken. Got you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ron Francis still not not <laughs> okay. Be, which will be funny because honestly, I like to cheer for both of those teams. So that's going to be yeah. interesting to watch. Yep. Uh, Seattle. I don't think you should take them lightly. 
No. I was telling this to Joel while we were at the game last night, too, is we have not seen Maddie Beneers, uh, Rookie of the Year contender um, in playoffs yet. So I, as much as I will be rooting for Colorado, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, it's definitely going to be very, very interesting. I'm curious to see how that works out. All right, back to Carolina Hurricanes broadcast. <laughs> I mean, but they are. I mean, they're the most. Seattle is the most, the most improved expansion team. So, yep. I mean, they're doing well. Yeah, so it'll be. They're yeah, they're, they're not they're not pulling a Vegas where it's like instantly good making the Stanley Cup final and first year and all that. So no, people actually like the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm, we've. I'm ready. I'm ready for Monday. I'm ready. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, that right. You said that does start on Monday. ESPN 2, potentially. Maybe also Bally. But at least we know we get our broadcast crew for round one. Might have to be doing some spaces for round two, depending on who we get, because we don't know that, how that played out last year. So, I'll be- see whoever is listening to this. And if you guys are coming to the games, I will see you there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you to everyone who's sat through this hour and a half plus show of us going recapping the whole regular season for the, for the most part. I had a lot of stuff to talk about because it's been yeah. an insane week just from our last episode. Uh, quick preference. I will not be on the show next week. I'll be in New York City uh, for my mom's birthday. So I will be there, but you will have Bailey and Kat. Don't know if they're going to have a guest or not. Uh, I guess we'll see. We might make an announcement on that. Or we, or we might surprise you, or it could just be the both of them. So uh, we don't really know for sure. But like I said, I will be there. I still will do the editing and all that good stuff. But yeah, so so, so it's we not, can't talk too much. We can't talk too much about him because he'll hear it when he edits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it takes away like half the intro that I had planned. <laughs> you know, it's also good that no one's going to think that I'm lo- that cat stealing my spot because like the last time I went in here, people were like, "Is that leaving?" So it's okay. We'll be gone for a week, and I'll be back. So yep, definitely recapping games one and two for sure. Um. I think by the time I get back, we'll see where we're at with the first round and all that good stuff. But until, you know, we do all of that, Kat, where can people find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter. <coughs> Sorry. You can find me on Twitter at Kaniac Chick, and you can also find me at, on TikTok and Instagram at KVTHunter74. Um And if you're wanting to check out our sports network five and a game, um, you can check us out on Twitter at five and a game SN all spelled out YouTube at five GSN, the number five GSN. And then also at TikTok at five game SN again, all spelled out. Bailey, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis. And that is Bailey with two Y's. Um, lots of playoff content starting to go on over there. Um, so keep an eye out on my account as well as my other lovely co-hosts for that. Um, if you're looking for uh, just kind of more personal uh, look at life, you can follow me over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. 
Um, I help run things over on the YouTube side of the Sogecast. So if you are looking at our beautiful faces right now, hello. Hi, how are you? Um, definitely be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down at the bottom. Leave a comment on this video uh, wherever you are watching from and be sure to hit that bell notification um, so you never miss an upload. Um, if you are looking for some of my non-Carolina Hurricanes uh, related uh, adventures, uh, you can follow me over on Twitter at FPH Eagles. I do cover the Colorado Eagles, the uh, AHL affiliate for the Colorado Avalanche. They have secured home ice for their playoffs this uh, season, so it'll be very exciting to watch that. Uh, so like I said, if you're interested in kind of keeping up on some of that, uh, again, follow me over at uh, FPH Eagles on Twitter and lots of great comment for playoffs coming your way. Yeah, uh, you can find the rest of the search cast on Instagram and Twitter. Luckily, our handle is the same everywhere. Uh, in our bios on Instagram and Twitter, you, we have a link tree. Click on that. You can check out where to listen, where to watch. Check out our amazing sponsor, Primal X Hockey, um, over there. If you want to follow me, I am one true Zach on Twitter. That's Oni True Zach. It's spelled out, not the number one. Uh, Instagram, it's Zach R Martin twenty two. It's more of just you know hobby type stuff, hockey, D and D, you name it, baseball, whatever. Um, you can find me over there on that side of things. But until next week, after the first two games of round one against the New York Islanders, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat, and sorry, one last breaking news is that the Wolves have won their game tonight, so also keep track of our Chicago Wolves because they are one step closer to being in the playoff run themselves. So, sorry, that was a little update, but I'm Kat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week for Season 2, Episode 43, here at the Search Games. Bye! See ya.